0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Find Your Tove podcast. I'm Dr. Henry Graff. Today, right now, I am actually recording this in an Ikea parking lot just outside of Indianapolis, Indiana in Fishers, Indiana. I came from Evansville, Indiana yesterday where I spent some time with A couple pastors there talking through the Finding Tove process and what we do. Happy Tove Tuesday. When this podcast drops, I will be in Brighton, Michigan. If you're listening to this before 9 a.m., from 9 to 11, I will be doing the same workshop I did in Evansville. A two-hour workshop where we look at Find Your Tove in Brighton, Michigan. And then tonight, tonight we're doing a live recording People will gather in the room, and I'll do the podcast live at 7 p.m. right there in Brighton, Michigan. If it's not those times yet, I would love to see you there. At that event, by the way, 6 o'clock, we're opening the doors. I'll have some Find Your Tove sketchbooks. I'll have some t-shirts. It'll be a great night. And then on Thursday... Thursday, we're going to be going over to Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're at the Garden. Lisa Van Meter will be there, if you heard her on the podcast, and we will be doing the same thing. If you're a leader, if you're in charge of something, whether that's a family or a job, from 9 to 11, we're doing an introduction to the Find Your Toe framework, and we would love to have you there. And then 6 p.m. will be The Doors, 7 p.m. we'll be doing a live podcast there in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You can find out more over at www.findyourtove.com. I stopped here because my friend Larry Marino, he's the host of the Misfit Mentor podcast. He's also on the Brother Dog Board, the nonprofit that makes Find Your Tove happen. He is a ethnic gypsy. Sometimes people call them the Roma people, but he calls himself a gypsy. And he says when you're traveling, you need to stop every two or three hours and let your soul catch up. I was writing this podcast in my mind as I drove the last two, three hours. And when I saw the Ikea parking lot and had to return a few things, I went, what if I record this podcast in my car? So if there's weird background noises or something, that is what you're hearing. This is episode 18, and I'm calling it story time. One of the things I realized is I say often the story we stand under. If you want to understand somebody, you've got to stand under their story. The reason I say it that way is because we as people are hardwired for story. I can give you facts all day long, but they don't resonate with your brain the same way a story did. If you want to dive deeper into this, Lisa Kroon, C-R-O-N, wrote a book called Wired for Story. It looks at the neurology, the brain science of story. When we hear data, facts, figures, our brain doesn't light up. The neurological synapses don't happen as strongly. The chemicals aren't released as much as when we hear a story. This is why story matters so very much. I'll give you an example. When I was in school, on Saturdays I would go to a coffee shop to read. That week I was taking a class and one of the facts that I found out, this is a horrible fact, it should resonate so much stronger just the data. In America at the time, one out of five women was sexually assaulted before they were 18. That's 20%. Because the data was delivered in that manner, the chemicals in my brain didn't resonate as strong as when I was sitting in that coffee shop, and I got my cup of coffee, and as I waited, I was paging through a New Yorker that they had there on the shelf. It was almost my daughter's birthday, and my daughter was about the same age as the girl in this photograph. The photograph was a mom sitting on the couch with her daughter. It reminded me so much of my wife and my daughter. On the couch also was a friend of the little girl, and then on the floor there were three little girls sitting. It was like they were ready to watch a TV show. The dad was just outside of the picture bringing in a bowl of popcorn. I'd experienced that story so many times, and the caption read this, If your daughter hasn't been sexually assaulted, one of her friends had. That picture told a story. That picture put names and faces on the data. And like stories do, my brain lit up. I actually felt something. I felt sadness. I felt anger. I felt rage. I felt helpless. What Wired for Story tells me is my brain actually lit up and experienced those things, the chemicals my brain released because it was in a story, and that's how story works. As I interviewed Tim and Lisa and Adeline, I had this kairos about story. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know to find your tove, there's a chiastic poem, a pirate poem, and X marks the spot treasure map, How to Find Your Tove. And what that is, is you see, then you say, then you separate. I sat down with Tim, Lisa, and Adeline, three amazing artists, to find out how an artist sees. The Kairos that hit me is all three of them see in story. They're visual artists. Tim does skateboards and toys. When I talked to him about sight, he went to story. He told me the story about Lionel and the Sword of Omen, how the word sight beyond sight resonates more than the phrase seeing with eyes of faith. Tim defaulted to story, he even talked about it, the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. When I asked Lisa, how do you photograph people and actually capture the essence, she told me a story. The story she stood under herself that she told herself she was a parent who saw this as her child, bone of her bone, flesh of her flesh, and wanted nothing but the best for them. That's how she captures the essence. When I asked Adeline about a favorite watercolor painting, she told me a story. How plants, seeds, tell a story. Think about it. When I say story... What I mean is this, the most basic story is a noun wants a noun and there's a noun in the way. I say that because a noun, a person, a place, or a thing, you have somebody or something who wants somebody, something, else, but there's all these other nouns, people, places, things, in the way. What a story is, is how that noun gets the other noun. For Adeline, the noun was a plant, a flower. There were things that flower wanted. Imagine it. A flower is a seed buried in the soil. It wants to see daylight. It wants to show its colors. But there's all these things in the way. Water. It needs enough, but not too much. Sunlight. Warmth. There's a story there. The way you see is story. If you're in a relationship and it's grown stale, you're in a marriage and it's boring, one of the questions I'd ask is, are you seeing story? When you come home from work and your spouse says, how was your day? Do you just say fine or do you tell the story? You're the hero of the story. You're that first noun. You wanted something in the day. You had to overcome something to get it. You're a noun who wants a noun and needed to overcome nouns. Sometimes the story's just boring. What we want isn't big enough. I wanted a paperclip and I went to the cabinet to get it and the obstacle I needed to overcome, the noun I needed to overcome was my keys. They were left on my desk. That's a story. It's just not one that's very interesting because the thing you wanted, the thing I wanted, wasn't that big of a deal. Here's what I found. At the end of the day, what everybody wants is to live their purpose. I call it to find their tove. But the fact is, that's a little insider baseball. If I ask somebody, hey, what's your tove? They're going to look at me and say, what's tove? If I ask somebody, what's your purpose? Oh, we have this great conversation. Here's what I've learned. If an organization isn't helping people find and live their purpose. If an organization isn't helping people multiply an impact, then whenever there is trauma or transition, people will go looking for a better story to stand under. When we start seeing story, when we start sharing what happened in story, I want this and I had to overcome these obstacles to get it. We start asking the question, is what I want big enough to share the story? Nobody wants to tell a story about needing a paperclip and having to go back to your desk to get your keys to open a cabinet. But what's that thing you want? Donald Miller wrote a book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years where he learned to think in story. And then he developed StoryBrand. He takes it a little bit farther and he says, the story goes this way. You've got a hero. And the fact is, we're all heroes in our own mind. We are the hero of our own story. You're the hero of your story. I'm the hero of my story. But the hero has a crisis that's my question. Is the obstacle, is the noun you're needing to overcome big enough that you'd consider it a crisis? If it's not, then maybe the thing you want isn't big enough. An American story that people stand under is the story of the Lone Ranger, the story of the Marlboro Man, the story that I can do it myself. When we stand under a biblical story, one of the first things we realize is God looked at Adam in the garden and said, it's low tove for a man to be alone. It's not tove for a person to be alone. Another way to say that, a person can't be tove alone. We as humans, male or female, can't live out our purpose, can't make an impact on the world all by ourselves, but how many of us try to? That obstacle, that will never be overcome. We need people to help us over the obstacles, the way a story works, a good story. You have a hero who has a crisis and then they meet a guide. The guide's job is to draw a map to tell the hero, here's how you overcome the obstacle. That's why when an organization isn't drawing maps, isn't helping people find their purpose, people go find other organizations. This, by the way, is why we watch great stories. And a story, it doesn't have to be long. Some of us, we hear story and we go back to epic novels, The Iliad and The Odyssey, which take months to read. But these can be, man, these can be as short as commercials. A great commercial tells a story. The best commercial around. And this was was researched. What commercial is the best commercial? It was a commercial about a puppy who wanted to be a horse. This little puppy would go to the barn where there were these giant Clydesdale horses, and it wanted to be a horse. The problem is, there was an obstacle to overcome. It wasn't a horse. But it would run with the horses. It would train with the horses. One of the horses became its guide. And at the end of it, you see the puppy... Not being a horse, but marching alongside the wagon with the horses. Why is it at the end of a beer commercial, I'm tearing up? Well, because they told a great story. They told the greatest story about a hero who had something they wanted, but they couldn't get it, and they met a guide Who showed them how that's what we want to do at Find Your Tove. We want to help people live their purpose. And one of the ways we do that is by giving them a better story to stand under. I should be clear on one thing when I say story, I'm not making a comment at all about fact or fiction. Whether a story is told and it's Fiction or nonfiction isn't the point here. Story is a format, a genre. It's a bowl that we pour facts into so that our brain can make the most sense of them. If the structure is this, a hero has a crisis, they meet a guide who draws a map, calls them to action, and they either face victory or defeat success or failure at the end, that's a story. Whether it was the story of George Washington crossing the Potomac, that one, by the way, is a factual, true story, or whether it's the story of Luke Skywalker facing the Empire, which we all know is a fictional story. The point is the story, not the fact or fiction in the story. We are wired for story. When we're talking about Tove, we have to remember, for a long time people said, in order to be Tove, It has to be true and beautiful. A story well told is certainly beautiful. But let's not confuse truth and accuracy. There's no accuracy in Star Wars. There was never a guy named Luke Skywalker who lived a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. There was never a galactic empire. That didn't happen. But the story, there's a truth in the story. There is a Luke Skywalker who has all kinds of crisis. I am Luke Skywalker. You are Luke Skywalker. We have enemies that want to face us and defeat us. We all meet our own Yodas, our own Obi-Wan Kenobis who draw a map for us. And honestly... The thing they call us to do is usually hard. There's usually those stones that we can't pick up on our own that we need to learn to tap into resources and community and things that are so beyond our grasp and it's really, really hard. That, that's the truth of the story. Some stories are highly factual. The point I'm making is we've put things that happen, fact or fiction, in a story form. That's how our brain works best. We need to learn to see story. Now, when the story is factual, when it's things that actually happened, the story of what Jesus did, oh, that's just an X factor, giving us something to live into. When it's stories of what we did, That's even better than the fictional story. The point here is we think in story. We need to learn to see story, especially in our own life. 2023 is right around the corner and to help people get there, we reformatted the way we package our coaching. We realized time is so sacred to people. To sign up for a whole year thing for a nine month thing is a little bit much. Sometimes it'll be better to just take it in small, bite-sized chunks, one step at a time. And so we took all seven movements and we packaged them one of two ways. First, you could sign up either as an individual or, or your whole team to take four weekly zoom sessions one hour a week on zoom you'll be teamed up with up to 10 other people to go through that movement in coaching so that you can find your Tove. we also realize that for some people even doing once a week every week for a month is a bit much so we put together a one day workshop you can find out all about those over at www.findyourtov.com backslash coaching will take you right there or just click the coaching link My hope, my prayer, my desire is that 2023 will be the year you stand under a better story. The year that you, your family, your organization, find and start to live your of its kind Tove. Because if you don't live Tove, part of creation is just left undone and nobody wants that. I want to give you three stories to close it out first. I was talking to a pastor and they had the question, they said, what happened during COVID? before COVID, all kinds of people came to our church. They came normally, they were highly engaged. Then COVID happened and people have left and they haven't come back. As we looked at it, what happened was really simple. COVID, whether you call it a trauma or whether you call it a transition, the story people were standing under wasn't helping them find their purpose. Now, if you're a church goer, I know you're going to say, no, Jesus, Jesus is the purpose. Yes, of course. But what is my purpose? Back in Genesis, there's a word, "men." It's translated of its kind. That word shows up ten times, but it's spelled four different ways. What's your of its kind purpose? How were you uniquely made? In fact, when I pressed in with this church, not only were they not helping people find their purpose... The purpose of the organization wasn't of its kind. It was a generic mission, a generic vision. When I ask organizations, What's your purpose? they give me a carefully crafted mission statement, a vision statement, maybe even a strategic plan. When I ask, How's that going? They tell me it's in a binder collecting dust. One story was it was in a binder on the shelf until it collected enough dust that the leader felt shame. So they moved the binder into a lower cabinet so they didn't have to look at it every day. Is your mission, your vision, your strategic plan as an organization actually being lived out in a real way? You know if it's not. You see it in your employees and their commitment to what they do and the way they treat people. You see it in your customers. Do your customers see you as someone who is helping them live their purpose? Or do they see you as a good or a service? Sadly, most organizations are seen as a good or a service. Sadly, that's why so many businesses fail. That's why so many churches are closing their doors. What I'd love the chance to do is to come alongside you and help your organization find your tove. I was talking to a couple. Couples, if they don't have a tove, if they don't know their purpose as a couple, what happens is they start to drift apart. Worst case scenario, they divorce because they're not pulling toward a common purpose. They don't know what is our tove. I'd love the chance, if that's where you are as a couple, to come alongside and help you find your tove. To help you find the story that you stand under. Because when you stand under a story, that you are here for a purpose. That if you don't live your purpose, part of creation is left undone. It changes everything. Now I know that's a huge step forward. And as I like to do, what's the baby step? The baby step is learn to see in story. Next time somebody asks you, how was your day? Rather than saying fine, find the story. You're the first noun. What did you want? And what did you have to overcome to get it? If you haven't done this before, in the beginning, they're not going to be the best stories. That's okay. It's a baby step. If you're looking to take the next baby step, remember, if you could overcome it by yourself, it's not the best story. You need a guide. You need somebody to come alongside you and help you draw a map. And that's what we do. Hopefully, you have all kinds of other people in your life that are doing that because it takes more than one. It's not Tove to be alone. As you step further and further into your Tove, as you live a better and better story, as you stand under the only story that matters grace and peace.